Welcome to Bible and Stuff. My name's Tanner. And I'm Glenn. And this is a podcast about the Bible. And stuff. <laughs> and stuff. That's exactly <laughs> right. So, Glenn, a uh, little known fact, possibly, this is the first time we have recorded since this thing's been live. Yeah. Thoughts? I mean, I don't know. I've been, I've been listening through every week to the, the edited versions, uh-huh. and, and I've been thinking, these are edited versions? <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, we edit out some of the more stupid stuff we say, and uh, so, yeah, some of the worst sentences that come out of our mouths as far as ums and pauses and yeah. just completely jacking stuff I, up. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even with everything being edited, I'll sit in the car on the way to work and listen to it, and I was like, what the heck was I thinking? <laughs> it makes you blush a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But and I realized, man, my Bill Cosby impression is terrible. <laughs> I thought that was so good. Uh, we're just trying to be real, man. Yeah. I'm not. It's just, the reason you don't do Bill Cosby is the same reason I won't try to make any other accents, period, because <laughs> they just will not sound good. And they almost always come out. Okay. Uh, now that you've said it, I feel like you now have you want to do to, But I can't. I promise you, I can't. Everything starts whatever I intend it to be and ends up sounding Chinese. <laughs> even, even if it's Chinese. It'll in or even if it's like Irish, it'll end up sounding Chinese, and it's not a good Chinese either. Like yeah. it, would, it would be okay if I had like a spot on Chinese, but I don't. Oh, Tanner, Tanner, Tanner. Yeah. So besides that, you've had a baby. Yeah, it's it's crazy. We were just talking about it. Like our last recording was before the birth of my child, and now I have a seven and a half week old, and this is just insane. <laughs> Which hints the break that explains why we haven't recorded in a while. Um, for people who are wondering <laughs> why we launched this thing and then just didn't record for eight weeks yeah. or whatever, but you'll most likely hear my child in the background. Screaming in the background, point. yeah. Welcome to Glenn's world. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I thought this was really funny, but I took um, I took this video of my son uh, driving a, a car. We mm-hmm. had like the little Wii remote controller. Um, okay. For, for like Mario Kart or whatever. Yeah. And so I had him like fake driving and I was making all these sounds and he like, he's cracking up in it or whatever. And um, liftable.com got a hold of it. Uh-huh. And they like made it into a video meme about like leaving work on Friday and, you know, mm. being all happy and all that stuff. Yeah. And so it got posted and I'm showing my wife and she's like, oh my goodness, it has a thousand views. A thousand people have seen our son. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then like two or three hours later from the other room, I hear, oh my gosh, it has 4,000 views. <laughs> and like all day long, it just kept building and building. It was hilarious. She's like, he's famous. Yeah. <laughs> we could totally cash in on this. She's like, am, am I, are we exploiting my child? A little we bit. we were like, just well, <laughs> you know, are you... Are you doing it for the joy of other people, or are you wanting some money out of this? And she's, I want some money. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm doing it for the cash. Well, anywho, uh, I guess we should probably, yeah, we get can, started, we can get talk on about, track. We can talk about a little uh, Martin Luther. This is actually one of our more timely episodes because tomorrow, the thirty first, is the five hundredth anniversary of Martin Luther tacking the theses on the door. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so today we're talking about Martin Luther and kind of how he, uh, the, what, the things that he did and how that kind of sparked um, this larger reformation of the church. That- yeah, it was pretty cool kind of uh, looking back on his life and seeing 
where he started off and where he ended up and how he got there and um yeah just some of the background and just little things that i had i had never picked up on or heard before um that i just thought was really cool yeah but uh, i figured we'd start off just saying like what specifically what is reformation day okay um so basically what it is reformation day is it's observed on october 31st some people also recognize that as Halloween. Yeah. Ooh, uh-huh. crazy coincidence. <laughs> oh, unless you're uber Christian and you just don't recognize it at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have a cool festival that's called yeah. like Fall Harvest Festival. Fest or <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're real edgy, maybe you'll do like a trunk or treat or something uh-huh. like that. We uh one of my favorites back home was a Hallow Hymn. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Isn't that? <laughs> yeah. Real catchy. Well, for all of you listening now, now you can celebrate Reformation Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to be great. Yeah, this is, the, this is now your excuse to not celebrate Halloween because you have something else to do. You can just go nail some things on the local church and door. Wear funny, <laughs> wear funny hats. <laughs> it's the new TPA. You can still dress up. The yeah. costumes are just weirder. <laughs> is it? Sorry, not to get... I know we haven't even started yet, and I've already gotten us off track, but oh, yeah. whatever I think of monks... Mm-hmm. I automatically think of orange, uh, like a well, robe yeah, some kind of like robe type thing, bald, but also a mushroom cut with like a bald. Set oh, so like this. like a like a tonsure? Yeah, I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's what I think of. Yeah, that's automatically where my where my head goes. Like a Kevin Malone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. but with a little hair in the front. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Reformation Day. Yeah. Let's reel that back in. Uh, October thirty first. And it is meant to represent the beginning of this big um, division in theology uh, for Christians from the Roman Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. Uh, And more specifically, uh, it's said to be the day that Martin Luther, like you said, uh, nailed what's known as the 95 Theses to the door of the Wittenberg Church. Yeah. Wittenberg Uh, would be how we say it. I think it's a W-V sound, so it'd probably be like Wittenberg. Wittenberg, Wittenberg, yeah. You didn't sound Chinese there. Well, I didn't go for very long. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, But yeah, that's that's what Reformation Day is. Uh, And in light of that, we wanted to focus today on Martin Luther. Yeah, um, I mean, he's he's the guy that kind of kicked the whole thing off. Yeah, kind of made. Um, I mean, there was some, there was some like discontent and, and grumblings going on before Martin Luther did this. And as we'll get into, like, it w- really wasn't. It was almost a normal thing that he did, but people just kind of took to it, and it just took off and blew up. But um, people generally trace back to like this act being the spark that like fueled the entire reformation that went on for years and years yeah and i just to clarify too like tanner was saying it it went on for years and years and we're recognizing martin luther today specifically because october 31st recognizes the day he nailed those theses to the door but there are there are many other um people that we celebrate for you know the reformation and we'll talk we'll talk about them a little bit later on and and definitely in other podcasts as well. Oh yeah, if there's and, a reformer you want to hear about, hit us up. Uh, we'll we'll make an episode all about them. Yeah, it'll be sweet. Um so I guess to kind of start just um we'll walk through a little bit of Martin Luther's background. Uh basically Martin Luther was uh from Germany, born in Germany, and uh his birth date was November 10th. 
1483. Wait, this isn't the civil rights guy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I was researching the wrong thing (laughs) all along. Yeah, we were just so wrong. Okay, sorry, I just had to interject. It's it's okay. Everybody has their dreams. Um, Yeah, so he was the son of Hans Luther. Um, who was a a miner and smelter uh, during the time. Okay. Which is kind of, it already gives you a little bit of history, like, all right, his dad did that. How in the world did he go from that kind of upbringing to doing what he did? Yeah, and, and I believe I read that his dad wanted him to be like a lawyer. So this is like middle class. A what? A lawyer. A lawyer? You mean a lawyer? <laughs> I would say lawyer because that's how it's that's spelled. So weird. But lawyer is probably the more common. Not I'm honest, weird way I've to just say never it. heard. I've never heard it said that way. Yeah, well, we won't get into the, all I'm the sorry. all yeah, the yeah, different yeah. words I mispronounced. No, it's all good. But, the lawyer. but his, dad, his dad wanted him to be a lawyer, um, and, and this is kind of like the middle class idea of like, man, our parents were like hard workers, and but they want you know their children to go to college and get a degree and like and make more money and have a better life than they they did. So that's presumably kind of how his dad uh, that envisioned Martin Luther growing up. I think also in that time it was pretty customary that when I mean I I think it should still be this way now, but it was more more ingrained then that as a child when you grow up like. You are, you are to take care of your family, your parents. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think his dad was also kind of like, oh well, if he's a lawyer, <laughs> like, uh, but no, no, seriously, it would be like it would be a chance for him to to really help his family, and and his father wanted him to have uh, that better life as well. Yeah. So going along with that, his father did want him to uh, pursue law, and Martin Luther did actually end up. Uh, going off to college, and he received his Master of Arts um, in Grammar, Logic, Rhetoric, and Metaphysics. Okay. What? <laughs> That's a heck of a double major. If yeah. I've ever, <laughs> ever heard one. Okay, yeah. And, and from what we do know about him, post-Reformation, I mean, he was a pretty sharp cat, so yeah. uh, he really... Uh, he knew his stuff, and, and he eventually, as we'll talk about here in just a second, became a monk and spent a lot of time studying. So um, as surprising as it is, I guess it's also not in, in, in its own way. Yeah. So after we move on from there, um, we, we get into that story of Martin Luther becoming uh, a monk. So how does he go from the path we just talked about to being there? And there's the story of him being caught in a thunderstorm and then lightning strikes and <laughs> kind of scares the crap out of him. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just get, reading this story is like it's so cool, but so like there's like twists in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm, well, what was the what was the reason for this or that? But yeah, he's he gets caught in a storm, and uh, he's he's scared for his life, and so he actually ends up uh, praying to Saint Anne, mm-hmm. who was the patron saint of miners. So again, his father was a miner. Uh, so that's who his father would pray to. And so he prays to St. Anne to save him. And he says, um, basically, like, St. Anne, if you save me, I'll become a monk. Um, and just to backtrack a little bit, uh, previous to this, 
uh, while he was at at school and in between school, mm-hmm. he he had a desire uh, to go into the monkhood. Okay, and and so that's why I say it's kind of like a twist because he says this thing, but I think it he he says it a little bit with the intent of like, oh well, now I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this was in 1505, so I, I believe if I did my math correctly, that makes Martin Luther 22 at the time okay. uh, that this happened. Um, so still a young guy, but yeah, like you said, came out of college, this happens, and he decides, all right, let's do this monk thing. Yeah, which was super disappointing to his father. Like, they had talked about it previous to this event happening, and his dad was not excited about it. It was a little disappointed, but... When he goes and prays to Saint Anne, his father's patron saint, mm. making this vow, like his dad's kind of stuck in a pickle now too. Like, oh, well, I can't tell you to go against like a vow you made to yeah. the saint that I I prayed to. Yeah, that's crafty. <laughs> like, maybe I don't want to be a lawyer. Maybe I'll just yeah. do this. It's Which, probably because he was he got that in his training as a lawyer. He's like, oh, well, I can manipulate here. <laughs> yeah, I can figure this out. Um, yeah, I, I also... You find out later on that Martin Luther's like a pretty gruff, rough and tough kind of guy. Um, it, it is funny that like this whole story starts out with him being like scared on a horse in the dark when lightning is striking. <laughs> right. like, like he got a little freaked out. Um, so it must have been pretty bad, but... Um, from there, he does go and join a monastery. And afterward, he's studying the Bible, and he's, he's learning more about God, and he's starting to, he starts to see the differences between what he's actually reading for himself and what some of the religious teachers are teaching. Yeah, he's, he's already forming his own, um, his own theories on these things and, and really digging into the theology of everything. and. He's he's finding it really hard. He's seeing all these contradictions um, between what he's learning and what the Roman Catholic Church is is saying, mm. um, which is really where we start to see all of this stuff kind of come together uh, to begin what eventually becomes the Reformation and what eventually becomes him nailing these theses to the door. Yeah, and part of Luther's self-discovery was that when he wrestled with the Bible, it affected him because he knew he was sinful. And as this monk, he knew he should be pure, he should be, um, he should be righteous, and so he tried and tried and tried to rid himself of the sin, and he's realizing, uh, this, isn't, this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make this happen. And so part of the reason he started to see these contradictions and be really affected by what the Word of God was saying was because he finally realized, his eyes were finally open to the fact that it's grace. And mm-hmm. that goes on to become one of the, the big points of the Reformation is grace alone, like grace alone through faith, by grace alone through faith alone. And so he realizes, okay, that's not the way the church at large is handling this. Right. And yeah, like you were saying, it, because of his, he ends up putting a lot of focus on Christ, which is where we see that grace come into play and, and is the reason that that took place. Um, which eventually led him to become a student at the University of Wittenberg. Where he ended up receiving a doctorate and became a professor of theology there. Yeah. Which Truck is, cat. yeah. It's just, uh, it blows my mind to see him go from 
the son of a miner, which, you know, would have probably continued on as a tradition, but his father pushed him to become a lawyer. He didn't want to be a lawyer, so he makes a vow to a his father's saint, goes to monk school, realizes there are all these contradictions in the theology be, being taught in the church, and then decides, you know what, I'm going to become a professor and start teaching this stuff on my own. Yeah, and like we said, as he learns more and more, he becomes more and more convicted that maybe not everything's right in, in the way that it's being done at that point. So... Um, he texts the 95 theses onto the door, and and we're going to take a quick break, um, and when we come back, we'll talk more about what the 95 theses were, why he wrote them, and, and what was in there. Hey guys, if you're looking for a great way to support us, we would encourage you to go to bibleandstuff.com slash audible. It's a great resource for you to be able to go in and find some audio-based books to be able to listen to uh, alongside the podcast. And, And Tanner actually has a great recommendation for what one of those books might be. I really think you should pick up The Heroic Boldness of Martin Luther by Stephen J. Lawson. Uh, Lawson puts out some great stuff, um, and this should be a great book that goes along with our topic today about Martin Luther and the way he sparked and fueled this Reformation. So go check out Audible. It's a great resource. Once again, go to bibleandstuff.com slash audible. Sign up for your free trial today. Get that free book and support the show. Thanks again, guys. All right. Welcome back, guys. Um, We are about to dive into what the 95 theses were. kind of what what they were molded and shaped around uh, or, or what concepts they were shaped around. And I thought it would be cool if we just shared at least a, a couple of uh, the theses so that, you know, people kind of had an understanding of what some of them were. Um, I don't think, I don't know, previous to researching for this podcast, I don't know that I ever really read through them all. Yeah. Like in school, I know we covered reformation in like our history uh, world history class and everything but Mm -hmm. i don't remember ever going through the theses to read what they actually said yeah um i don't know that i still don't know that i've read all 95 um but i've learned more and more about them as time's gone on maybe maybe i'll set aside some time to do that that'd be good i'll just read through all 95 right now yeah that'd be great that'd save me some time (laughs) so yeah before you read some of them real quick we'll just talk about the fact that they're all kind of written around um, the sale of indulgences. So Mm -hmm. this was like common practice of the Catholic Church at the time, um, which they were basically selling forgiveness of sins. There was this, (laughs) which is crazy (laughs) to think about now, but it was commonplace. And and there's this um, like tune, this is like a little saying that they had that was, as soon as the coin in the coffer rings, a soul from purgatory springs. And huh. so they were basically saying, once you give us some money, you're good. <laughs> That's so crazy. It, it is absolutely nuts. And I mean, I, I guess it's, I don't know. 
it's hard for me to think I don't know reading through this stuff like at first I was like all right are they just doing this because they don't understand like have they interpreted it all wrong but then I was like no there's no it's not even an interpretation thing these are things that they added you know Mm -hmm. like bible doesn't say anything about yeah the problem was um we could do a whole episode on this in and of itself but the catholic church at this point was fairly corrupt um but but no one was reading the bible uh some of the catholic leaders included and so they had all these traditional teachings that had grown and grown and grown over time but nobody really knew that that they were wrong nobody really understood like this is crazy when you actually see what the bible says um so luther obviously took offense to this idea and he, he took special offense to the fact that these indulgences um kind of preyed upon the poor yeah. So they would give all their money to be to be forgiven of their sins, and then they would end up with this more guilt and shame because then they were struggling, and it, it just was a, a bad system um, if you weren't rich at the time. Yeah. It was really hard. Yeah, so Martin Luther writes these 95 theses and nails them to the church at Wittenberg. Um, most of you have, have heard that story and everything, and... Um, I think when I first heard it, I was I was taking it as I'm going to nail these to the, the church and leave it like mic drop is like what my mindset is. Yeah. But that wasn't his intent. It was those theses were meant to be discussion points mm-hmm. to, to actually go on and, and talk about this stuff so that it could be resolved, not just not just say it and then leave. Uh, and this was common practice at the time to nail, um, like you said, discussions to this particular door of the church. Um, and just as a side note, they were written in Latin because that was like the common um, mm-hmm. scholarly language, and that's what this was. It was right. a scholarly practice. He was a scholar, and he, these were like, hey, these are my thoughts and ideas on this. What do you think? Yeah. So we're going to read through just uh, a couple of them, uh, maybe some of the ones that, that kind of stuck out to us. Um, so the, the first one that I came across that I thought was interesting was uh, the thesis that said, because love grows by work of love, man thereby becomes better. Man does not, however, uh, become better by means of indulgences, but is merely freed from penalties. So I, I just thought it was interesting right off the bat. He's, he's pointing out like indulgences aren't going to aren't going to make you better. It's mm-hmm. not going to, you know, make you more Christ-like or anything like that. Yeah. He's um he's trying to to show that um that even though we subscribe this value because people are paying money for these indulgences, they're really not worth it. Right. Yeah, he's showing that they're like empty promises. And then you see in the next one what I was talking about um before where they specifically were praying on the poor where he says Christians are to be taught that unless they have more than they need, they must reserve enough for their family needs and by no means squander it on indulgences. He's basically saying, like, you have this income, you should be taking care of your family Mm -hmm. and not pouring your money into indulgences. Like, Mm -hmm. love on your family. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
it's funny that <laughs> the way you say that makes them sound indulgent, which is funny because they're called indulgences. <laughs> um, and then, and then number 95, he says, and let them thus be more confident of entering heaven through many tribulations rather than through a false assurance of peace. So he's basically saying, these are the easy, like we're trying to take the easy way out and say, let's just give some money and we'll be good. And there's people like this today that are like, ah, yeah. I give my money to the church and therefore I'll be okay. Or I'll just do this thing and therefore I'll be okay. And he's saying, it's not that, it's not that simple. It takes a lot of, um, suffering and tribulations when you walk with Christ mm-hmm. um, before you actually enter heaven, it, it won't be that easy. Yeah. So to, to wrap it up, I just want to kind of reiterate why it's important that Martin Luther did this act. Um, and it's ultimately because he was fighting to bring the church back uh, to this, this mindset that we're saved by grace alone and through faith alone. And that works are not, are not going to get us into heaven um, the way that the, the church at the time was emphasizing it, uh, and that indulgences aren't going to get us into heaven. You can't, you can't buy your way in, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's only through Jesus that, that we get that grace and that we are saved and able to go to heaven. Yeah, and, and it's even more largely important in the fact that, like we've said this whole time, this sparked this entire movement of the Reformation um, that that basically makes up all the Protestant churches that we know today. So there's Lutherans, which came from Martin Luther. And if you went through all these different reformer names, you would see, oh, that's Mennonites. Oh, that's these people. Like you would be able to make sense of all these different denomination yeah. names we have because they ultimately all came out of this schism from the Catholic Church. I I do think it's interesting that yeah, I look at this and think. It's it's such a simple thought. You're saved by grace alone. Like it's not works that are going to get you through that. It's not indulgences. But I still sit here today and like it's still something I struggle with because I yeah. think my mind wants the way that I've been wired makes me think, well, not truly wired, wired by the world. Yeah. Makes me think like I need to work in order to receive something. Mm-hmm. And and that's not the case at all. So we still struggle with it. I mean, it's it's maybe on a different level we we know at least now but Mm -hmm. it's it's a heart thing that still needs to go through its own reformation it feels like yeah not to mention i'm curious of the practices that we just see as commonplace now that 500 years from now people will be like that's so stupid (laughs) (laughs) aren't you reading the bible or or you know whatever but uh i'm sure there's those kinds of hypocrisies we don't even realize yeah so that leads us into the lightning round. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about getting the DJ air horn. We're going to have to throw oh, that in here. Yeah. Like that. It's going to be good. I don't know where I'll make it happen. We should do something different every, every week. <laughs> we can, but that would be more work. <laughs> <laughs> air horn it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so my first fun fact um, was that uh, Martin Luther, his last name, was actually Luther, um, but he ended up uh, changing it to Luther because it sounded more prestigious. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little fun fact. I guess yeah. it's not like, Luder. whoa! Luther, Luther. Yeah, it just sounds a little weird. <laughs> yeah, when you say it like, yeah. when when you you say say it like that. that, yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> um, the other thing is that um, 
we've said over and over again that these these theses like spark this revolution, but it, it's actually probably um, partially due to when they were translated into Greek, and therefore they were open to a wider audience, open to more common people, and they didn't necessarily have to be Latin scholars to have read, the, read these and understand what Luther was getting at and how that affected what was going on. Which is actually kind of funny because I was also reading that the translation from Latin to uh, Greek mm-hmm. was not something that Martin Luther, like, okayed. Like, he published everything in Latin, and somebody just translated it without permission or anything like that. Um, which, I mean, it's awesome that they did, because that, that's what sparked further conversations Copy, and everything. Copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, it's copyright <laughs> infringement. Oh, that's great. And then, just the last thing I wanted to say, and we've already touched upon it a little bit, but um, there are tons of other... Um, scholars and and people that were involved in the Reformation. Uh, Again, today, we just wanted to focus on Martin Luther, but I think some of the bigger names are Martin Luther, John Calvin, um, Huldrych Zwingli, uh, Tanner, I think you mentioned a couple earlier on, too. Yeah. But um, we, again, will be covering some of these other people uh, throughout other podcasts. Um, But today, we we really did just want to focus on... Foconacqua. <laughs> Foconacqua. We, we really did just want to focus on Martin Luther today uh, because he, he essentially is the one that, that caused all of this to kind of take place, basically. Um, again, other people had been, had been doing this kind of practice for a while, and, and these thoughts were even there, um, but it's because of his actions that w- we... We've seen what we've seen today. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. That's all we got for this one. Um, find us on social media at Facebook and uh, Twitter.com, both slash Bible and stuff. Like Glenn said, if you want to hear an episode on another reformer, uh, if you want to tell us something we got wrong in this episode, all that jazz, you can reach us at by emailing us at hello at BibleandStuff.com. And lastly, if you want to support the show, in addition to supporting our sponsor earlier in the show, you can just do your normal Amazon shopping. Um, and the way you do that is you go to bibleandstuff.com slash Amazon. That lets them know that we sent you, and anything um, you buy will get a small percentage of that at no cost to you. Um, it help, helps us keep the lights on, keep this thing going. So let us know what you think. Um, we're glad you guys are here. Uh, If you like the show, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Um, That really helps us out. So we'll see you soon. Happy Reformation Day (laughs) and happy Halloween. Yeah, I was going to say it, but I didn't (laughs) want (laughs) to. We'll see you guys later. Bye.